This is episode 27. You are listening to The Proper Show. This is the episode of Miss Me With That Bullshit. I'm sorry. I said I wouldn't do it, but I just had to. That's awesome. That's Avia's favorite part of the whole song. So as you guys know, it's Avi and Law. And this episode today really is the Miss Me With That Bullshit episode. There has been a lot of bullshit that's happened over the past month or so. And we want to address a whole bunch of this shit. Not everything, because it's just too much. But yeah, you know, it, we're yeah. being very selective all about the shit that we're Right. We're it's a steaming pile, by the way. <laughs> Ew. Alright, I want to start this episode off before we get into the hyper good nights, as we always do, with a with a with a little lead off of some bullshit. So I was uh partaking in the conversation with one of my peeps, and uh, the conversation went into a place where somebody told me that they had gotten in trouble for something that I'm just going to ask you as a oh, as a woman, would you be affected by this? So, um, somebody's known their partner for longer than, I want to say, three, four years. They've been in a relationship for around two. And in the case of their relationship, they, like, see each other as this should be it. Like, both of them view each other that way. Oh, so like the one? Like, we're going to yeah, get married eventually? Yeah. So, okay. their relationship is set right now. All right. I, but unbeknownst to me. I didn't think that this could possibly be an issue with them, but apparently it is. Mm-hmm. He receives a text from his ex. They work near each other. His ex says, hey, you want to do lunch? He just goes, yeah, sure. Pops up. They do lunch. They have lunch. Blah, blah, blah. He gets back home later on that night talking to his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Tells her, hey, did lunch with my ex, blah, blah, blah. And she is... Livid, not regular livid. Not she is up fucking set, and for her that was one something that he would have to discuss with her first, mm. and two on top of all of that, it is why would you even think it was okay mm. to have a meal with your ex? <laughs> to have a meal, like she's like <laughs> the audacity. Better a meal than a baby. So her thing was <laughs> the audacity of your thoughts in this. And she basically hit him with the miss me with the bullshit on this. And has kind of basically thrown him in the doghouse over it. So, help me understand (laughs) if he's wrong or if this is something she could be able to get past. See, I can't give an answer without having questions. You know I always got questions. Go for it. Because to me, that's going to determine what the answer should be. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Mm-hmm. Him and his ex, what kind of relationship do they have as far as like, do they keep in touch or they haven't spoken since they broke up or they see each other here and there? Like, they how, see each other here and there. how often do they see each other and how would they see each other? They're just cool because they all have mutual friends. So they, they see each other when they friends. run into each other with mutual friends That's and it. stuff like that. Yeah. Has the ex met the current girlfriend? No. Okay. So how does he. Um, that's interesting. So they have mutual friends and they've mm-hmm. ran to each other with their mutual friends, but his girlfriend has never been around during those times. Right. Hmm. Okay. It seems like it was casual. She reached out to him. If they already see each other during the course of this, Why, this time that he's in my, this relationship. Why would you care if they did that? Is it affecting you? 
Do you feel like they're going to rekindle because something? Because I, I, I feel like if it came out of nowhere, it would be a little sus. And at that point, but, it's just kind of like, but well, help why? help me understand why it's a sus. Because why you would you get up to your ex out of nowhere and you haven't seen them? You, That's you weird to me. You can't talk to other adults that you've had a relationship with. You have a different viewpoint on relationships than I do because you're friends with all your exes. That's not true. Well, okay, except for uh, one. All right. But, so where are you going? That's not. <laughs> but that's accurate. not because of you. That's because of them. But that's just not accurate. But but it's it's accurate in the way that you have no problem keeping in touch with your exes. Is that okay. true? Right. I have no problem keeping in contact with anybody. All right. Exactly. So your viewpoint is already biased based off of that. Some people don't see a reason to keep in touch with their exes. Some people don't see a reason to reach out to them. Some people don't see a reason to associate with them. They feel like once it's through, it's through. It may have been a bad breakup. Who knows what the situation is? So that's why I was asking these questions to see, is this out the blue or are they friends or what what the deal is? Because anything out the blue, I feel like there is some sort of motivation behind it. And at that point, you have to ask yourself, what is the motivation? You think okay. it's no, you think it's completely normal for it, it can two be. people it to just, be broken up it, for five it, years and then someone it, it reaches out out the blue be. and they're like, hey, let's get it up. And you're like, wait, where it, have you been the last five it years? It absolutely can be. If your partner is secure with you and does not overreact to things. Because that's what that is. I mean, overreaction, that's that's an opinion. But okay. we don't we don't that, that's like, my two cents. does she know that he's seen her during this time? Like he's seen her out and about, that he's ran oh, yeah, into he's her. About okay. Yeah. All right. I think what she I'm trying to look at both sides of things. Clearly. Think, is there something wrong with that? No. Oh, okay. Because you were like, wait. No, give me. <laughs> I think that for her, even if he came to her and said, Hey, my ex reached out to me. She wants to do lunch with me tomorrow. Would that be okay with? Would that be it okay with you? That day. What I, are you no, talking no, no. about? Can I finish? Okay. Look, I'm perfect scenario though. Like in the perfect world, say his ex reached out to him, said, "Hey, you want to get up for lunch tomorrow?" And he went back to his girlfriend and was like, "Would you be comfortable with that?" Like he gave her that, right? And even if she said, yes, go ahead, it's fine. I'm saying if. I'm saying perfect scenario. If, right? She, in that scenario, would feel good about the fact that he included her on that as opposed to doing it on his own. And she's like, wait, this happened without me even knowing. And I had no input. Slight credit on this one. I'm just saying about her comfortability, not about like, oh, I don't trust you, you know? Yeah, but that's what it's feeling like to me. Is that how she came at him? Like, why would you go out with her? I don't trust you or I don't trust her. Or was it more about, I just don't feel comfortable because that's just... I don't feel comfortable because you were with your ex. Now, had he had the opportunity to have time to reach out to her... you just told him you can't do that. Is are you sure? Yeah, that's basically. Or what you I feel got like, or do you feel like her? She would have taken into consideration. Wow, he actually values what I'm feeling, and sure, go ahead. So you're saying the bigger issue is that she's insecure. That's what I. That's what I came out of. That. Okay. Well, um, I. Uh, hey, you know, I. I don't know what to say about this. I feel like I would need more information, but you're right. There's no reason to overreact. Um, Facts. But. As long as he's been honest with her and open with her, which it sounds like he has been, they need to just have a deeper conversation on what she's insecure about. But it could have a lot to do with how him and his ex broke up. Maybe she broke his heart. 
who knows what it is. She doesn't want to get him caught up, and that's what it is. So, thank you for that story, Law. Yeah. More to come. But it's time for Hyper Good Nights. The transition from uh, going out with your ex for lunch. We're going to transition into this Saturday, which is the royal wedding. And no, we're not going to talk about the royal wedding. But something that struck out when I was reading about it was that Prince Harry has invited two of his exes to his wedding. (laughs) (laughs) This me with that bullshit. One is this girl named Cressida Bonus, which he dated for like a quick amount of time. The other girl, her name is Chelsea Davey, and she's like a huge family friend because she's been in his life for forever, and she was actually with him for like eight years. The only reason they didn't get married is because she wasn't into the whole royal life. So, question to you. Hyper good night to you inviting your exes to your wedding or vice versa. What say Um, you? uh, Again, if you're both adults and you understand... Um, that there's going to be no boundaries crossed or anything of that nature. I think that's okay. But would you want to? Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially if I care. Like, yeah. And see, that's what I'm saying. Your relationship with your exes is a whole lot different than a lot of people's. Because a lot of people would be like, well, why? Well, miss me with that bullshit. (laughs) But my thing is this. You're okay with it, but do you think your fiance would be? I don't know. I don't know. Have to have one. So if you're okay with it, would you ask your fiance if it's okay? Or would you just invite them? Because it's your wedding too, right? So you shouldn't feel like you should have to ask for something that you're halfway a part of, basically. I think always um, trying to get somebody else's opinion is good. Like, and that makes it more collaborative. So you mean the person that you're with? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because you said somebody else. I thought you meant someone outside of the relationship. Well, yeah, but trying to get anybody's opinion is just more helpful and collaborative. And then sometimes that opinion might be something that you don't want to hear, though. So so if your fiancé said, no, don't invite them, you would just not invite them? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Happy wife, happy life! Which is a bullshit thing. (laughs) All right. So wait, you did you hyper good night? No. Um, I'm a good night it. Cause why? Right. What's the point? What's the point? There is no point. There is no point in wait, me inviting. You're good nighting. Inviting my exes. No, but. Okay. What? Is this because you feel like what? Like it's out of place that they're there? Is that the? Well, I don't talk to all my exes. But that's not that's so, not what I mean. I'm saying so it doesn't even matter if you don't talk to them. It's like if you have a good enough relationship if you had a good enough relationship with one of them, you wouldn't be willing to. Um, I don't think they would want to come. Personally. You you are Okay. You're slithering I'm not, around. No, I'm not for me, I don't see a point. My thing is this weddings are expensive. You have to pay for every single person that's there. So I'm going to make sure every single person that is there is someone who I wholeheartedly want to be there. Not some, oh, we're still tight. I'll invite you. No, this is not a field trip. This is a freaking wedding. People want all the gifts. No, I'm not inviting people for gifts. I'm inviting the people that are the most important <laughs> to me. And yes, my ex would be important because without them and I breaking up, I wouldn't have my, my future husband. So, yes, they are instrumental to that wedding. But they don't need to be there to see it. I'm good. <laughs> All right. 
let's 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 move along in subjects. So, as you know, as I said earlier in the show, there has been a lot of fuckery that's happened over the past uh, couple of weeks, and not only fuckery, but in this case, our hyper good night tonight has everything to do with random white people calling the cops on people of color doing everyday human things like sleeping in their i don't know campus area or having a cookout in the park or they just might happen to speak another language in front of white people and that makes white people uncomfortable so avia hyper good night to uh the white outrage and the calling of cops for just being minority i'm gonna hype it because love usurps everything Good on Kanye. Said the good prophet Kanye. Good on Kanye. I'm kidding. I'm good nine this bullshit. <laughs> I know I ain't got time for this. <laughs> if I have to be really, really petty, honestly, if I have to be really petty, I have found a solution for this. And I think the, sol- the petty solution is, and this may backfire. <laughs> oh, boy. I feel like black people should start calling the cops on white people doing white people things. And when they call them, don't say it's a white person doing it. Just say, oh, my gosh, someone is walking their dog down the street and I'm a little threatened. I think that they're going to sick their dog on me. Like, just make up some crazy story. Have the cops come and then see that nothing's going to happen. She doesn't actually mean she wants to waste everybody's uh, local, state and federal dollars. I'm just thinking that that's but that's what these people are doing. These people are, are getting mad at us and calling the cops while we're being black. The lady who called the cops at that park in California was calling because they were using a, a char grill grill station that they're not supposed to have there. And I she was so, she was so adamant. I love that lady. The guy even said, look, a fire truck passed by three times and waved at us. <laughs> <laughs> and the lady was still on hold with 911. The dude, the lawyer dude that had an issue with um Spanish people speaking Spanish to other Spanish people, and he speaks Spanish. I just, I'm so confused. And the the thing about him is that he can't even bring that same energy when he's chased by reporters. This dude has been chased by reporters in the streets of New York, and he's running like Forrest Gump. It just doesn't make any sense. Where was that same energy from two days ago? I really love (laughs) stories like this, actually. I really do. It makes me smile on the inside that uh, it shows America exactly what it is. So, and and, and for that, uh, I'm gonna super good night it because mm-hmm. as you know, like this should just just shouldn't be happening at all. But I do have this appreciation for uh, New York in general and how they do hold you accountable indirectly. Like you say, some they see you in the street and they right. will go after you. Right. I love that because they have ample opportunity to do that. Any other place in America that he would be driving off in his car somewhere and no one would ever see him again. It'd be like a George Zimmerman thing. But like he's walking down the streets of New York with his umbrella running away from reporters. (laughs) (laughs) Like looking like Mary Poppins about to fly away. Like it's just crazy. And, you know, what I really appreciate is how quickly um, people have taken action. He's no longer renting out his uh, law, his law space, his business space, because they're not allowing him to. They don't. They don't condone his actions. And he's going to have a hard time finding a job. That's all i got to say. All right. Okay. Next up on our list. Um, 
if you guys aren't keeping up with trending news, you're not keeping up with what's happening on the social medias, I'm going to give you something that just happened as of today. Avia, you know of the show Catfish, right? Yes, I love that show. There's a guy by the name of Neve who is the host of Catfish. <laughs> by the name. He's the host of Catfish. <laughs> and right now, he's in hot water. With that being said, Avia, are you hyper good night to Catfish production being postponed due to sexual misconduct allegations against the show host, Neve? You said show host? Yeah, he is the show host. Mm, okay. Um, I I just have to good night this. Wait, what's Warm. the question? No, I'm sorry. I have to hype this. <laughs> I have to hype this. Um, I actually didn't even know about this till you brought it to my attention, but I watched the girl's video, the girl who's accusing him of these allegations, and it's a two-part video on YouTube. Her name is Aisha Morgan. I don't know how to pronounce it, but... Um, when she's telling her story, honestly, it she tells all these little details where it's almost like it, it seems very believable to me. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, what I think will be interesting is Neve, if this is the way he's actually acted, um, I'm sure that more people will be coming forward after this because I doubt that this would have been like a one-time scenario. Um she was basically, well, the victim. She was basically surprised by how he acted towards her. She was a lesbian, and she was meeting this other girl up in the park um, on the show. And he kept trying to proposition her, wanted to find out where her hotel room was. He made claims that she wasn't a lesbian and um, basically want, asked her to cuddle and all this other stuff. And he just kept coming at her and would not stop. And this was a... Uh, incident that happened three years ago and she said she felt so uncomfortable that she was just surprised that he acted this way because on the show he's very caring he's very um he stands up for people and he's very rational and she just saw a completely different side to him so i'm going to hype this because i feel like this is something that is a proper thing to do if someone's being accused of something so serious and there's no point in continuing production if you have a sexual assaulter on your hands. Very disappointed because I oh, actually love the show. I'm coming in hot. Um, I'm actually going to, frankly, goodnight this. And the reason why I'm actually goodnighting them, postponing stuff and doing all this, because I need MTV to have that same energy they have when going into the process of need. They knew what happened to him in college. They knew about when he had gotten into an altercation with a girl in college and how it went a little too far. What and happened? And still hired him. What happened? I believe he hit her. Oh, I didn't even know about that, but... But that's okay. And now we're here. Like, what are we even talking about? Like, how is that all right? But all right. So you're good-nighting it because they didn't... They didn't do something at first and now they do something after this? All right. Miss me with that bullshit. But what do you think about... I mean, it, it can all go back to like the Chris Brown situation where someone's like, oh, well, Chris Brown did this during a time where he would have been in college and it's all this time has passed, so are we just not going to hire him now? Like, do you still have that same mindset when it comes to that? Because that's essentially what's what you're saying is happening. 
he's getting hired after a known altercation that happened well before he even began on MTV. Yeah, my whole thing is, uh, ultimately, you you establish what your budget is. You establish all those things up front. So you know you know how much money you have. You know what kind of people you want for a show. You know all these things going into things. And if you're not doing proper vetting, which that's all that is to me. That's just general vetting. Then... I don't give a fuck. I'm going to throw, I'm going to wag my finger in your face and go, your brand, your network, you suck. So in the case of like Chris Brown or or anybody else, I always just think if they vetted you and they thought that this was okay, then I don't have sympathy for them when more allegations come out. But don't you think it's a proper thing to do to postpone a show when there are allegations? Like that's just protocol. It's not about vetting at that point. It's about, okay, well, we need to do what's right in this moment because Maybe he hit someone before, but that was before it was MTV. Not to say it was acceptable, but they can only be responsible for what happens when he's on their dime. I don't, I don't know how else to say this other than, other than not trying to sound like a douchebag. But ultimately, if you're going into something and you know this person has a past, then you're just accepting whatever it is they bring to the table mm. way beyond it. But that's my two cents. All right. Moving right along, as you guys know, Bill Cosby officially got tried in court and officially lost, as crazy as that sounds, in court, and he could potentially be facing up to 30 years, which, come on. <laughs> come on now. Basically, uh, death years. Right. He's not. Zero to he's death. Not, he's not. Is what he's facing. He's not serving that much, but... Um, The hyper good night here was really easy for me. Yeah. What because was Because I'm extremely hype about the fact that this was supposed to happen forever ago and it just didn't. Mm. Um, I wish for the sake of any woman who has to go for who has to go through stuff like this that more of them got to see the person that has done something to them go away. And for a lot of these women, they'll finally get to see that person get reprimanded. I'm proud of you. Because I didn't know which direction you are going. And based off how you started, I'm like, oh, please say hype. Um, I'm going to say hype for this, too. Any man who puts a date rape drug in multiple women's drinks when they are his mentees, people that look up to him, uh, people that are, have actually been on his show. And one of the women who was, was part of winning this trial was she was like a little girl when she was on The Cosby Show. It was crazy. Um, it's, it's, I think it's just crazy to me to imagine him being that way because of how I know him on the Cosby show. And it's just sad that that, I mean, it's sad that it's happened to these women. That's the, that's the biggest thing. But for me, as someone who was not a victim, it's sad that I can't even look at his shows the same because here I am thinking about what he's doing behind the scenes. It just kind of taints everything for me. Um, and I'm sure the rest of his fans, but you know what? Justice has been served and he will get what he deserves. And I mean, he doesn't have that much life to live, so I don't know how much difference is going to make. All right. Next up. And this is our final hyper good night. 
all of us know that uh, playlists on any of the social streaming services are a huge push and artists tend to make more money off of their songs being inside of this playlist than they do anything else. I said all that to say uh, Spotify has moved forward with a new ruling that will remove problematic artists from their streaming playlist, which a lot of the artists' money comes from those streaming playlists. Um, I said all that to say, Avia hyper good night to Spotify removing the problematic artists from their streaming playlist. And that includes everybody from R. Kelly to XXXTentacion. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that for? Wow. Spotify is making a semi-statement. They're basically saying, hey, you know, these people are convicted of doing certain things or they are like lost at problematic to society currently. So we're going to take some of their money away. Why don't you take all of their money away? If you really, really care, you really, really want to make a difference. How are you going to half ass the difference you make? So while I love R. Kelly and I don't care what y'all say about me loving R. Kelly, I'm saying I love his music, not the person. Yes, it would have a huge effect on me if Spotify took R. Kelly off of Spotify altogether. Not their Discover, Discover Weekly playlist or whatever things that they want to create that I don't listen to. If they took him off of Spotify altogether and took away all of his revenue, that would have a huge impact as opposed to what they're doing, which is a half-ass move. So, good night. Do it all or don't do it at all. Hello? <laughs> Are you here? Okay, moving right what, along. What did you hyper good night it? Um, <laughs> I think the only thing I'm gonna say about that is I can't I can't hype something that you guys aren't actually doing. So I'm gonna say good night only because I can't actually hype you when you're not actually taking it seriously yourselves. And by yourselves, I mean Spotify. I or any of the other. So you're saying they should just delete all their. All their music. You're either gonna remove all of it or not. Have Thank it. you. Thank you. Wow, we agreed on one out of five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, as you guys know, um, as usual, we do black card revoke, and this week it is black card revoke. It's your turn this week. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know she was coming in hot. Um. So this week on Black Car Revoke, and sorry, I didn't give context around Black Car Revoke. Sorry, let, let's redo that. Black Car Revoked is our segment where we talk about the things that will make us characteristically, stereotypically unblack. <laughs> wow. Okay. Or that. That was really good, actually. Thank you. Um, and there's been a lot of things me and Avi have shared with you guys. We've shared our lack of interest in some of the dance crazes. We've shared certain our, kinds of biscuits, <laughs> certain movies that everyone loves that we just don't understand. Don't. Food that we don't eat. <laughs> Everything. We're just not even black anymore. I feel like I should call the cops on a black person at this point. That's how white I feel. <laughs> but it's Lawrence's turn to be white tonight. So what you got? All right. <laughs> Here's mine. Um, and I know this is not something that as a black person you should ever say out loud. This is not something you should be uh, proud of. This is not something you should. So you're going to broadcast it. 
great. Yeah. VG. VG. Yeah. Um, and that one thing is, and one day I'm going to move out to probably the burbs. One day I'm most likely going to have a family and be outside of this city life. And when that day comes, if somebody was to break into my house, whatever I have, a condo, whatever that thing is, I'm going to call the cops immediately. I want to have a certain kind of relationship with law enforcement such that if something happens in my home, I'm letting them know, hey, hey, come fucking help me. Come help us the fuck out. And I said all that to say, I do believe snitching has to happen. I absolutely has to happen. It does. Snitches get stitches. There's this rule that you just said it. There's this rule that you can't snitch. You shouldn't. That's snitch a street you. rule. That's not a suburban rule. In but the suburbs, is, that's where all the snitches are. Because no, it's like, no, we're trying is, to keep our community safe. But <laughs> if you already live in an unsafe community, there ain't no point in snitching because people are going to get you. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. I plan on living in gentrified communities, like places. Are you going to be the gentrifier, yes. or yeah, are you going to live amongst all colonizers time. all the time, <laughs> all the time, both actually? So here's here's where I'm going with that. Okay. I don't ever want there to be a point or something where I have to deal with something on my own that's not my actual job. And in this instance. If it's law enforcement needing to do investigative whatever they need to do, if it's uh, them needing to come in and roughhouse them, like, listen, do whatever the fuck you got to do. Do you really feel like black people that live in the suburbs would not call the cops if something bad happened? For this to be a black car revoked? Like, do you feel like this is across the board type of thing? Like, we're just handling matters on our right now? It's not about whether or not you're in the burbs. You're turning to being about the burbs. I'm talking about black people in general do not have a relationship with the cops whereas they would even want to talk to them about oh, things. Oh gosh, that and we wonder why. <laughs> I'm not I'm not wondering why. We both know why. And I know you're being sarcastic. Right. But my whole point is, oh I'm telling. If you did some fuck shit, oh I'm snitching. So wait, I mean I brought up the suburbs because you brought up the suburbs. If mm-hmm. some fuck shit was done to you in Harlem, are you calling the cops or are you just handling it yourself? You're getting the booty goons on them. <laughs> okay. Ray J reference, my I bad. Am, For anybody who knows. For anybody who knows. <laughs> that Come is on. Y'all know Ray J. I don't know why she brought in the booty goon stuff. It was unnecessary and really weird. It's a Ray J reference. Yeah. If not, you know, you know. Not, if you don't, oh well. We're not doing that show. The goons. Yeah. She's not Char- she's not Charlemagne. I'm not Ray J. We're not I am Charlemagne in the female form. No, you're too light. Okay. Um, well, actually, with his new light face, you look exactly. Quiet. We're brother and sister exactly. with his new light face. With his new white face. <laughs> he just evened out his skin tone. Okay. That's right. So wait, yeah. So like I was saying, if you're in Harlem and something happens to you, what are you gonna do? Because um, you mentioned moving out into the suburbs as if that's when you would call the cops if something happened to you. No, because my point in saying that is it won't matter where I'm at. I'm snitching. Oh, okay. All right. Just want to make that clear for me and the people because yeah, I was a little confused. Catch all these snitches. I mean, you know what? It, in this day and age. Well, I don't really like. I don't really. I don't like, really like. I don't really like call the cops. Um, <laughs> if you came into your house and a white person was in there stealing your fifty-inch TV. And you call the cops, 
what that white person would probably do is be like, I live here, man. He's stealing from me. He's an intruder. And the cops will lock you up. Okay. Just keeping it 100%. Okay. All right? All right. Watch who you snitch to. All right. Well, I said my piece on that. Good. I'm glad you're still black. Okay. (laughs) Stay woke. (laughs) Whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean now. Okay. We're moving into the main topics. And as you guys know, we talked about earlier in the show how we feel about missing people with the bullshit. And in this case, all of the subject matter we're about to touch on this last part is the heavy shit. It's the bullshit we want to be missed with. <laughs> <laughs> so, Avia, I want you to start. I want you to talk about this DJ Khaled shit. I really do. Listen, okay. And I'm sorry to start with this, but... This DJ Khaled stuff, it just has me, I don't feel right about it. Why? I don't feel right about it because, first of all, I already have an issue with men that that claim that they don't go down on women. I won't say claim, they don't. I already have an issue with that because these are the same men who expect women to go down on them. Like, it's not an equal act at all. And when he was asked about it on The Breakfast Club... Angelie asked him why he doesn't do it. And he said, because I'm a king and I'm a man. That's the way it's supposed to be. What? I don't understand that. How are you going to be about the keys to success and giving people tips on how to live life? And you don't even go down on your own wife. What kind of keys to success is that? Don't be mad when she leaves you now and she takes half because she does have a side, okay? So, I just, my thing is, if you don't do it, fine. Don't expect me to do something for you you will not do for me. That's all I got to say. I think there's too many men out there that are pillow princesses, if I'm going to take it back to that one episode with Martine, who want everything to be done to them and they are not willing to do a damn thing. And that's what I have an issue with. So, One question I have for you is, I know guys talk, and I know you guys talk about sex and stuff that you do with conquests and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just like the thong song at the very beginning. What do you mean? I'm going to tell you what guys talk about. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) I was like, what y'all talking about, thongs? (laughs) Y'all talking about dumps in the truck? All right. That was Uh, like, what, what, what? (laughs) I think it's it. (laughs) So... I mean, amongst you and your guy friends, what do you feel like the consensus was like when this DJ Khaled stuff came out? And did a lot of guys agree with him, disagree with him? Like, I just want to make sure that there's not a, a trillion other men like this. And it's just disheartening to hear this. Uh, I don't feel the same way that you do because I feel like Explain everybody's why. relationship is their relationship. So if that works for them, then it is what it is. Because a lot of the ridiculousness I was hearing on black Twitter about this made Mm -hmm. me laugh. One guy actually said, he's like, y'all women are really out here mad that a guy has openly said, hey, I'm not going down on you and this is just how it's going to be. And she's accepted that and they're flourishing and you're mad. Like, who gives a shit? If that works for them, let that work for them. Don't need to, like, throw your two cents in on that. No, it's fine if that works for them. The issue that I have a problem with is a man feeling like he is entitled enough to receive that sort of pleasure and and looked at crazy when it's asked of them to to reciprocate. 
That's what I have an issue with. So DJ Khaled and his wife, they can have the driest sex life they, they want to. He can be pleased and she can be pleased however she's pleased and everything will be great. I'm talking about the men out here that have the same mindset as him, that are single, that are dating, that are meeting women. And they have this, this sense of entitlement of how they should be treated. That's anything, though. What do you mean that's anything? I think that could be attributed to anything. Like, people all... I don't... I, I don't even care if you've never had something in your life. There still can be an, a sense of entitlement there. Well, I mean, yeah. We can generalize anything we talk about and be like, well, that's anything. It's all about finding the balance. But... <laughs> snaps to that. But we're talking about this. And I think that when it comes to sex... One of the most important things is not only the chemistry that you have with somebody, but it's also reciprocation. Is it not? Mm-hmm. So if 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 you dealt with a girl who wants you to go down on her, but she refused to go down on you, wouldn't you feel a certain way? Or would you be like, oh, okay, it's fine? Um, I think it depends on your relationship. I don't I, I would never say in any relationship that I'm in that we wouldn't equally value the pleasure of the other person. So I can't say either way. I just would never be in that position. Exactly. You would never be in that position, which means that you're not okay with it. Oh, it's just, it's about equal value of pretty much everything for me. So I don't know. That works for me, but that doesn't necessarily mean it'll work for him. Basically, the biggest issue I have with DJ Khaled is the sense of entitlement. And I don't have a problem with what he does or doesn't do with his wife. I have a problem with the mindset of, I should be treated this way because I am a king. And no, you will not get the same treatment or reciprocation because you are not that. Okay. All right. Moving further down the bullshit road. Khalees did an interview. And it's unfortunate that her interview comes on the heel of a lot of other stories. But I don't even know how else to get to the point on this other than saying what Khalees... Uh, allowed the world to hear is how tumultuous her and Nas's marriage was to the point that Nas used to beat her after they were drunk. Of course, she would fight back, so then it looks like a two-way street, but I'm iffy to call that a, a real two-way street when you're a guy fighting I mean, a girl. if you're defending yourself, it's not really two ways. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so... This to me is one of those things where miss me with the bullshit with all these people defending him. It's kind of weird. Who's defending him? Oh, men, right? Of course. Oh, okay. You already know. I I just didn't hear about the people that were defending him. I heard about the people that were on her side, and maybe that's just the way my timeline works. But what was being said as far as uh, the defense? Um, like, oh, we weren't there. We don't know. No. He it, didn't it, even it, tell it his side. It wasn't anything that was that short. It was more think pieces. Like, yeah, whenever you split up and somebody's in love with you, they're always going to act like you tra- you were a traitor and you put them in a position not to succeed, basically. So basically it's her fault is what they're saying. That's right. Um. Okay, so what are your thoughts on that? I think this is one of those things where I don't I don't ever want to I don't ever want to uh, hang over somebody's head what happened to them in the past. Mm-hmm. But 
don't know. Nas has been rich for too long, so you got to get the fuck out of the paint with that. That's my only two cents. Like he, you, you, at the point that I found that I was like, come on, man, you got to do better. But not only, not only about him being rich for too long or him being old enough to know, this is a guy that wrote a song about fathers and their daughters and had his daughter in the video. And then he's going to not be there for his son. So one part of the interview was, yes, the abuse allegations and how, you know, like Gloss said, they would come back from parties drunk. And she said Nas was very paranoid about things and have an issue with every little thing. And it would affect him to a T. And he would get aggressive with her and she would defend herself, which would start bigger issues. That's one thing. But it's another thing to be this woke ass rapper of our lifetime like this is like our generation's woke rapper this is prior to kendrick prior to j cole prior to anybody and the person who has paved the way for these people to the point where j cole is like this is my mentor and he feels so bad when he lets him down and Nas is not even a mentor to anyone else like he can't even be a mentor to himself because he doesn't even take care of his son how are you going to have an eight-year-old son and you've only been to two of his eight birthdays? You don't even know what school he goes to. Like, what? That's insane to me. And I think I have real issues with, with men just not being fathers. That is that is a huge issue I have. And, you know, I, I had no clue that Khalees actually left Nas at the time that she was pregnant. So the fact of the matter is she left him. So anyone who wants to make up a rationalization about how exes are after they're in a relationship and how, how bitter they are, she left him. Let's get that clear based off of what she said. And she left him while she was pregnant, while she was at her most vulnerable. And when she came back to their house that they shared, there was an eviction notice on the door because Nas chose to not pay mortgage anymore. And so... I don't understand how any man could do that to the mother of his own child, let alone his wife, because that's what she was at the time. And I just look at him completely differently. Personally, I've never been the he, the biggest fan of Nas. I liked his music. I thought he 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 had he always put out a great message. But I have a big issue with hypocrites. And how are you going to build your whole career off of having these great messages? Being this bomb ass father that you that you claim that you were over your daughter, and it's like your son gets left in the dirt. And you know it's funny because well not funny but it's ironic because I remember watching her her interview, and she was talking about the brawls that they would get into, and it made me think about those reports that came out like years ago when they were married. Have you ever heard anything about people saying how uh, Khalees and Nas would have sex so loud? that they had to buy the, the house next door to them because it was like disturbing the neighbors. And I know that that was like a rumor or whatever. You never heard anything about that? I've never heard anything. Okay, well there, you can, I mean, anyone can Google it and they'll be there, but there was always these rumors that they had this passionate sex in their house and it was so loud that the neighbors would complain and they ended up buying the house next to them. I don't know if that's true or not, but now all I could think of is, was that sex or was that abuse? And that's the first thing I thought of when she was telling her story. Wow, maybe those rumors are true in a different way. Um, I just think it's interesting because she said that when Rihanna came out, 
she wanted to say something too, but she didn't want to ruin what was going on with them. And um, you never know what people are going through. It's it's crazy. And I, I can never look at him the same way again. Spotify needs to take him off the playlist. Why don't they do that? I don't understand why they haven't touched Nas's music. That's pretty interesting, right? Is he on is he on Spotify or he's on title? He was on Spotify. Oh. Well, see, that just goes to show how much I pay attention to him. But either way, something needs to be done. I don't think it's fair that you're going to take R. Kelly off and not Nas. Okay. All right. So here we've reached one of the story points. So this past, I won't say this past weekend, but I think it was the week before. My <laughs> friend came into town um, from the South. Southern Bells tend to love to just come to the East Coast, chillax, and then go away. But in this case, uh, she's coming in for business purposes. Um, I hadn't seen her in a while, so it was great to like link up. But she wanted to specifically link up in Harlem. And she happened to invite one of her friends from the South. However, her friend was a mix between the most exaggerated versions of Cardi B and Tiffany Haddish that you can possibly be. Oh, no. She was I can't take them both a the same living time. embodiment of that character from the Steve Harvey show. That LaVita. <laughs> Extremely. Boss lady. Boss lady. Everything from the loudness to the tone to the mannerisms it was all just a lot. Mm. Um, I said all that to say... Um, Two guys from NYC were trying to hit on them. Now, if you know anything about me, if I see somebody trying to spit game to somebody else and they're my friend, the only thing I'm trying to do is uplift the situation and not cause a distraction. And so I made it very clear that I am not a threat. I'm not trying to take anything away from either one of you guys. So do your thing. The guy who's talking to my friend who's in town he is telling her all the stuff that you should never say to any woman when you first meet them. Like, what? Well, I have five baby mamas and, and 18 Oh, not uh, only did he mention... The only thing that he mentioned his baby moms, because it wasn't just one, it was multiple. But he also informed them that, you know, he's just out on parole, not been out that what? long. What? And we're like, bro, should we even be talking to you? Where like, is this coming from? Right, and so I'm confused because I've never met you, I don't know you, but you're telling me all this and you're being weird. This was just walking down the street? He just approached, they just approached them? No, because we met at a, a restaurant and so they just approached the table. Oh, they just came up to the table? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, don't act like it doesn't happen to you like multiple times every year. Like, come no, on, especially it in the summer. Nobody comes to the table in the summer. If I'm at like a day party or something like that, but if I'm eating mine in my business, they better not. (laughs) (laughs) Unless they look like more chestnut. How do you or Jay Ellis? Okay, sorry, new one, Jay Ellis. (laughs) More chestnut's my go-to. My bad. I don't really like anybody else. Go ahead. So they approached him at the table. He said he was on. Law is looking so unbothered right now. So, back to my story. So, the the guys are are doing their best to kind of try to keep the girls engaged. I'm just here overhearing one of the conversations with my my friend, but then the, the other conversation starts with his other friend and the the girl who who's a lesbian. And the reason why I bring the, the Levita Jenkins girl, yes, okay, she's a lesbian. I don't bring in the fact that she's a lesbian because 
there's only so much you can say to somebody who's not interested in even your sex at all before they just lash out. There's just only so much. They're not gonna let that rock for too long. They're gonna just like let you know, like I don't, I don't swing this way. And of course, the guy's gonna be like, "Oh, we could do a threesome." <sighs> Why do guys always think they can do that with a lesbian? Some people are actually lesbians, which means you ain't got nothing they want. You they actually have you. extra. They don't want you, Craig. <laughs> so okay, okay. So here, here's what he does. Not not the guy that was talking to my friend, but the guy that's talking to the... Levita the lesbian. Levita the lesbian. <laughs> he says, come here, girl. Uh-uh. Now, uh-uh. first off... Oh, my God. What? <laughs> he says that, though. I'm not even making I that up. I feel like this should be a NYC versus everybody part two. Because... <laughs> You got these girls from the South that are used to Southern hospitality. And here, that was another part of here he goes talking about, come here, girl. Like, she's like a dog. That's another what? part of the issue. They're what? from the South, and you're like... Oh, it. my God. It was That wasn't good. So, she looks him up he's and like, down. <laughs> she looks him up and down. Remember, I told you, she's the worst of Cardi yeah, B. she's going to say how she hash. feels. And so, she looks him up and down. It's just like, what did you just say to me? And it was like... A guy checking another guy, like who you think you're talking to? It's almost like he called her a bitch. Yeah. I mean, shoot. She needs to check him because you don't talk to a woman like that. So, she says to the guy, "Excuse me, who do you, who do you, who do you think you're talking to?" Like it was one of those moves. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of just responds with, "Listen, man, uh, you know, if I tell you to come in, you know." And then she cuts him off before he can even say. It. You don't tell me shit. You don't tell me a motherfucking thing. And I wow, went, wow. zero to one hundred real quick. Loudly, by the way. She's was this an intimate restaurant, or it was loud and no one could really it hear was her? Loud, but people still heard her. Oh, okay, they saw her mouth oh, yeah. off, but they didn't hear what came out. So then, that's not necessary. I mean, she was just acting like a New York girl, essentially. <laughs> That's how a New York girl would have responded. Maybe not to that because they're probably used to it, but to something else. Am I wrong? But am I wrong though? Okay. <laughs> Clearly, I'm right. <laughs> here, here, here comes the here comes my second favorite part about this whole story. After she explodes, he walks over to her, thinking that he's gonna make the situation better by saying, and I quote. Hey, yo, you ain't no need for you to act like this is love and hip-hop New York. I'm sorry. Ain't no need. Oh, okay. Ain't no need for you to be acting like this is love and hip-hop New York, girl. I'm just trying to get to know you. That's all I'm trying to do. This ain't love and hip-hop. Ain't no cameras. Ain't no Mona Scott. (laughs) I'd be like, I wish there was, so I was getting paid for this dumbass conversation. For some reason, in his (laughs) mind, that was a good idea to say. And this one was not out. Uh, he was not on parole, right? So he's he's been out of jail f- for forever, right? Or he's what's his what's his deal? Like he's been out in society for like what's his deal? So okay, I can't speak on behalf of what's happening with his friend and my friend, but the 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 guy who's trying to talk to Lolita, the lesbian, right? Uh, at the point that he mentions the love and hip hop stuff, she goes banana hammerama on him. She went bad girls club on him. It went from love and hip hop to bad girls club real quick. She's basically hit him with all of the freestyles uh, really quickly. Basically saying, one, 
you the kind of nigga that really we all know has a small you know, oh my gosh well okay <laughs> come through <laughs> I'm like wow <laughs> so then secondarily she hit it home with like how he looks and how he just can't dress and blah 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 and she's basically like you've been better off of wearing like a sweatsuit than what you're wearing right now because let me just tell you uh wrinkle whole three-piece suits don't work wait he was wearing a three-piece suit yeah Oh my god, he just got back from church. I don't know. So Who he, am I to tell? He has Stacey Adams time? on. I think he did actually. <laughs> yeah, but he's like our age. Oh, he wasn't uh, old. He's sounding real old right now. A three-piece suit. We met. What do you wear a three-piece suit to? A wedding. I don't know. Where were y'all? What restaurant were you at? Um, Cove. Uh-uh. He was a mag daddy. Every guy in Cove okay. is a good so me, 45 me, and up. Let me... Let Trust me. and believe that. Okay. You were the youngest guy there. So her, her sister shows up, and then all three of us go to Boulevard. We're in Boulevard. Everything's gooch. And then we start having a conversation. We start talking about things that have happened in the past, etc. Blah, 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 blah. And then... I can't even make this up. We get on a conversation around what's happened to me in previous relationships, what's happened to the other girl in previous relationships, and et cetera. And the conversation veers again to talk about the lesbian's life and what's like right now for Libby the lesbian. She is in a situation where her girlfriend pays all the bills and she doesn't pay for anything because her girlfriend has a really amazing job in the comedy world, which is great. But... Let I cannot stress this enough. This is the part of the story for me that just got it got out of line. She asked me specifically about something that happened in my past and goes, Wait, you're telling me you've been on a trip with somebody and you didn't pay for everything. Like you didn't pay for their flight, you didn't pay for the hotel, you didn't pay for every meal they ate. Like, how do you go on you go somewhere and you don't pay for everything for your woman? I laughed hysterically out out loud. She was just like, it's your job as the man to do that. I'm like, this is really funny. You're telling me how a traditional relationship should be set up. Meanwhile, who's the man in your relationship? I want to start with that. Because I'm like, who are you well, saying clearly that? Clearly it's her girlfriend, not no, her. No, no, I'm asking her. I'm like, who who is that playing that role in your relationship? Because I want to understand how this is supposed to work. And so she just goes... Clearly, the same. She gave me the same energy. Clearly, I am the person who's getting receiving all the. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, that's good. That that's good to know. So you think that she should be paying for everything? And she's like, I mean, am I not worth that? Oh my god. Oh my god. And I'm confused because that's when I say, Are you a feminist? I want to understand, like, do you believe men? That's a tricky question for a lesbian who gets everything paid for by her, a lesbian girlfriend who's also a woman, but she sees her as a man because she pays for everything. (laughs) Got it. Got it. Okay, got it. Real tricky. I need Martine here. (laughs) Martine, where you at to explain this to us? really do. That is such a good question. How did she respond to that? You basically just, like, cornered her. Like, are you a feminist? It's like, this is going to be, there's no, there's no right answer in this, in this case. 
It's so, Liz Liz. So she says, oh, of course I am. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? What? Okay, continue. I, I... So then my whole thing is, I'm like, if you're a feminist, then don't you believe that men and women are equal and that both of them can hold equal responsibilities, weight, money, whatever, in a relationship? And she's like, well, just because they're equal in pay and stuff like that, there's still something to being a gentleman and being somebody who takes care of, or, of somebody when, they, when you're uh, doing things for your leisure. And she's like, a woman shouldn't have to pay for this. A woman shouldn't have to do this. A woman shouldn't have to do that. And I just start laughing yet again. And I was like. But it's like your woman does, though. Hello? <laughs> how is she, wait, wait, she going to sit there as a lesbian and be like, a woman should not have to do X, Y, Z things that I'm making my woman do? Because she is the quote unquote man in the relationship. Y'all got the same body parts. Y'all go into the same bathroom in public spaces. I mean, well, before they change them. So, <laughs> so I okay. I don't understand that. So you can't be a fe- you can't sit there and be a feminist, and you're expecting the person that you're with, who's also a woman, to take care of you like you can't take care of yourself. This is why I was confused. Oh my god, I cannot. I wish I was there. I would have had a lot to say. So then I said, because it sounds like you're trying to hold up traditional roles in a space where... Your relationship is untraditional. <laughs> Law just walked away from the mic. <laughs> just had to let y'all know. Y'all can't see him. He had his arms up in the air. Was that a hallelujah moment? I mean, <laughs> I mean... But it's traditional for her, it's so com- it's okay. It's complicated. Seriously. It's- <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It's interesting. Pretty interesting. <laughs> can't believe how complicated this interesting thing is it's just seriously i cannot wow so wait, y'all had a back and forth how did oh, that, that end up did she blow up on youtube because lavina a little a little she, she let like, off all the steam at cove no this is the funniest shit she said and i don't feel like she understood why i thought it was so funny she was like see this is why i don't deal with with niggas and then she goes from there from what saying, no but this is fun this is funny to me. She goes, this is what I'm doing with niggas. And then she goes from there to say, and 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 you can miss me. Like, literally, what we're saying, as a, she's like, you can miss me with us talking again. Because I might not talk to you ever again. You mean having a conversation with her? Yeah. Like, that's going to affect your life? How? <laughs> You're like, girl, I met you two minutes ago. I really don't care. LaVita <laughs> Alizé Jenkins, you can go back down to Bumblefuck, Alabama. I don't care. You uh, pillow princess. So this is- <laughs> This is, this is, shout out to her sister though for being like, girl, I don't think he cares if he talks to you again. Right. Said, he, he He's one of the guys that you've seen today that's actually not trying to get at you. Since you think you're all that, you should have been like, this is not love and hip hop. <laughs> We're not forced to be in the same place at the same time. We're not getting paid for this exchange. <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying though? Okay. So, do you think that she's a pillow princess based off of her attitude? Most likely. Okay. So, if I were to come full circle with this, that is one of the biggest reasons I have an issue with Khaled. Because, yes, we're talking about sex when it comes to that. 
but how it translates into other parts of the relationship is what I have an issue. And if someone thinks I should be treated this way because I am a king in his case and in her cases, I should be treated this way because I am a lady. So they both feel like they don't have to reciprocate the same energy that they require That's right. because of who they think that they are, who they know themselves to be. Everything translates to everything else in the relationship. Khaled may not be going down on his woman, but what else is he not doing for her because he's a king? This girl, Alizé, whatever her face is, may not be paying for her girlfriend's bills and she may get everything paid for. What else is she not doing? I mean, she doesn't tell and she, she does much in the relationship. The attitude that someone has towards, this is who I am, this is what I deserve, and this is why I'm not going to treat you the same way, it affects the relationship. And that is the issue that I have and, with Khaled. And, I, and, I and that's what I was trying to say. I appreciate all that energy. And all I'm saying to that is, you, you do need somebody that feels that way about you, that you don't need to provide anything or bring anything to the table. You just get to live your life, and they, they, they get to pay for it all. That's great. If you can find somebody that fits into that mold, do that. Go do your thing. Uh, my only point is um, good luck with ever feeling like you yourself have something, some form of a skill or something to bring to the table. What is she bringing? What does she bring? Personality. So many people have personality in this world. Okay, I take that back. Actually, not a lot. Boom. Winning. But at some point, that personality, is her girlfriend's going to be tired of it. Or is, that personality is going to cause some sort of problem where she's going to be like, it's a whole lot easier not even paying for you. And you riding on me. Like, I can, I can do bad by myself. I could be broke by myself. But instead... I'm paying for you because of your personality. Hey, I guess if she got it like that. All right. This leads us to my favorite part of the show. The do's and the... Don'ts. Wow, that was really good. Thank you. Since when? Okay. I don't know. I haven't been practicing at all. It just came out. Okay. I think it was the... My vocals are just, so, my vocals so are just there. on pizoint tonight. Oh, we were so <clears throat> there. I don't know how we, ugh. I love that. Go ahead. So, okay, with so the dudes, go ahead. I'm doing it there. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. So, ladies, I speak to you guys every time I, I come on this, and uh, this time with the dudes. Um, ladies, do me a favor. Do be the person that you believe he should be on the other end because because the way that this conversation that i had was set up i just want y'all to understand it is a two you can't be giving me this double standard shit please do not give any guy that double standard stuff be that same exact person that you would expect that person to be on the other end. So if you're going to come in here and you're going to be the pillow princess, he should be allowed to be the pillow princess too. And y'all just both going to be laying on the bed together, <laughs> just looking up at the ceiling, waiting for something to happen. <laughs> Stop, I mean, I'm done. I'm done. Everyone listen to Future's part because that's what needs to happen. Both ways. Oh, God. And now for the don't. Um, gentlemen, this is just me. I don't know if all women care about this, but I do. Don't call me your nigga. 
don't call me nigga. If we're in any sort of space and you're like, nah, nigga, I am not your nigga. And that actually affects me because I don't even use the N-word. I'm using it for purposes of explaining what not to say around me. Hmm. I'm not that. If I'm your girl, I'm your girl. Treat me as such. If I'm your nigga, treat me like I'm your nigga then. You ain't going to get benefits of me being both. How about that? Now, I'm fine. I'm a firm believer that relationships should come from a solid friendship. But I don't understand how men call women that they are dealing with in a romantic way nigga. There's nothing sexy about you calling me nigga. There's nothing appealing that makes me feel like I'm closer to you from you calling me that. I'm good. Call me something else. Love. Avia is fine. I'm good with that too. Nice and neutral. I don't care. Just don't call me nigga. I'm, it, just, it just rubs me the wrong way. It makes me feel like I'm one of your homeboys. And if that's what you want me to be, sure, we can sit here and watch the game together. But don't expect any uh, slob on the knob at the end of the night. <laughs> and Future reference. just like that, uh, we play. We're not going to play for very long. So catch us on SoundCloud. Catch us on uh, Google Play. Catch us on iTunes. Good night. Adios, amigos.